Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Where are you? Here. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? Welcome back, Unreal listeners. It is your host, Aaron Scott Walker, and we are back in the Unreal Studios once again. I'm very, very excited to have you guys here. Once again, we are doing another crossover episode with our host, Jason Edgar, from the Oops All Topics podcast, part of our Oops All Topics network, and we are going to be breaking down a an indie favorite of ours from one of our favorite directors, Kevin Smith. I talk about him a lot on the podcast just because Kevin Smith, again, being one of my favorite directors is also an inspiration for me to be more creative and to put myself out there. One of the main reasons why I even wanted to start a podcast in the first place. So the fact that we're going to be breaking this movie down is just very appropriate for uh, who I am as an individual and uh, and for the movie taste that we have here on Unreal Talk Show and a good example of of just what a great, amazing film and amazing writing um, in, in cinematic history. Um, again, we will have Jason, the man, Edgar, with us on our Zoom meeting. Uh, for you guys listening at home, uh, what we recommend you doing is if you can spare... The movie is about two hours. It seems like it was about two hours. Um, it's about two hours long, so if you guys have some extra time and you want to watch a movie, maybe this is a movie you've seen before. Maybe it's a movie that you've never seen before. Uh, having our insight along there with you is uh, is a lot of fun. We had a great response from the first time that we did it with our uh, Groundhog Day episode. I believe that was episode five. Um, it's titled Groundhog Hell. If you are interested, if you like this episode and want to uh, experience it again, uh, I highly recommend you go back and rewatching that. Uh, you can find the movie Chasing Amy on Netflix. We try our best to find movies that are at least on Netflix. Granted, you have to have a Netflix subscription in order to have access to it. Uh, but at this point in time, if you don't have a Netflix subscription, I guarantee you there is somebody out there who would be willing to lend you their password. You can have, I think, up to like five or seven devices linked to, this, to one account, depending on what tier you pay for for Netflix. Um, so definitely uh, get access to this movie. It's a great movie. Uh, again, the movie's called Chasing Amy. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have a brief word from our sponsor first. We're going to go ahead and get that out of the way. And then as soon as the advertising's over, we are going to go straight into the episode with Jason right on deck. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you very, very soon. Hey everyone, Aaron Scott Walker here, letting you know that the presenting sponsor of Unreal Talk Show and the Oops All Topics Network is Morton College. Did you know Morton College offers 17 associate's degrees in applied sciences, 5 transfer program degrees, and 40 career certificates, including programs like forklifting, pharmacy, welding, and vet tech? Not to mention the number one nursing program in the Chicagoland area. Morton College is excited to offer day 
evening, online, and hybrid courses during fall, summer, and spring semesters to meet demands of busy schedules. Whether you're looking to transfer to a four-year school or to earn credits towards a career, Morton College has classes and schedules for you. For more information, call 708-656-8000. Again, that number is 708-656-8000. Visit their Facebook page or visit their website, www.morton.edu. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back, everyone. And we have Jason on Zoom. Say hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. How did I know you were going to say something stupid? Happy shit? Pride Month. Yeah, happy Pride Month, man. You've been, been having a, a, pr- a proud month? <laughs> Out and proud? Well, that's what, that, that's what this movie we're watching is an LGBTQ comedy. Q-omedy. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, so the film that we're watching today is Chasing Amy. And uh, let's see. When, da, da, da. Sorry, I need a, I just got a pop-up from Zoom. You cannot minimize video. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, I see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, the film that we're watching today is Chasing Amy. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, it's uh, a film from one of my favorite uh, directors of all time, Kevin Smith. Um, Jason, when's the, when, do you remember the first time watching this movie? Have you started it yet? No, I have not. Um, I, th- I saw it probably like the month it came out just because I'm like you, I'm a Kim- Kevin Smith fan. Uh-huh. So the year it came out, that's the year I watched it. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, 1997, I was, I mean, six, depending on the year that it came out. So, or the month that it came out. And, uh, uh, and I had some friends that, um, that were kind of into it too. So we watched like all the Kevin Smith movies together and we're like mm-hmm. in junior high. So I can only imagine you were like, what, like four? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was this six. Movie? I was six at the time. Okay. Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well have been an, an infant. Uh, yeah. I didn't see this movie until, until I was like 12, 13. Oh, okay. Okay. So you didn't see it when it came out. No. No, no, I, I, I did not get the uh, the pleasure of, of being able to see this rated R uh, rom-com at the uh, ripe old age of six six years old. Um, but uh, I did get to see it later on, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that's something that you would agree with, that Kevin Smith just kind of has uh, – he just kind of has a way with words. And he has, he has a way – like, his directing style, like, the way that he – tells his stories is is unique and yeah and 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 this was his romance uh this was his and he he calls it his return of the jedi although yeah. it's not jedi e um yeah. but it's it's a very like not on his end but from the character's end just sloppy relationship so as we will soon find out yeah absolutely all right so uh, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hit play on this give me one quick second all right da, da, da. Come on, stop it, Welcome damn it, to Zoom. Welcome to Topics Network. <laughs> All right, did you hit play already? Find your voice. Yes, I can. All right. That's going now. All right, so uh, are you, the uh, USQ, USQ just came off. Now we're looking at a newspaper. Okay. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. So uh, we have Ben Affleck and his um, goatee from the '90s. Yeah, classic, classic Ben Affleck goatee. 
I mean, and really, this is kind of the the early start of of Ben Affleck's career. Um, I mean, because he was he was mainly known for being the asshole in Dazed and Confused. Um, so mm-hmm. so this was kind of his his first major like independent like main role. Well, and Goodwill Hunting too. But he's always had a good relationship with Kevin Smith. Like mm-hmm. he was yeah. in Bratz. He was in Dogma. And yep. he's like in these really big movies, even though he's like, I'm sorry, really kind of small, like independent kind of feeling type movies versus yep. him as like a huge star and doing like Daredevil and things like that. So he, he, he did his friends projects and that's what I love about Ben Affleck. Yeah, absolutely. But he also did uh, what was that one? Geely or um, not Geely um, Jersey girl, Jersey girl, one of the worst movies of all time, but I, I don't, think so i think it's very yeah i i think that that movie gets so much unnecessary flack i mean that movie was not bad at all george carlin did a great job in that movie mm-hmm. that little girl did a great job Liv taylor yeah. Liv tyler she did a great job like that was how i was introduced to um um sweeney todd yeah like this is a musical what <laughs> yeah what the hell is this and then uh, then later to become one of uh one of Johnny Depp's most well-known roles. Mm-hmm. All right. Got that it, mid-90s sheen. On yeah. the, uh, I guess I don't need to be just watching you watching me, so I'll go to the movie. Hi, Aaron. Hi. <laughs> Comic-Con. You ever been to I a comic book convention? That. What's that? You ever been to a comic convention? Um, no, but as you know, I spent two summers in San Diego. So, um, yep. it's, dude, it combines the two things that I hate most, like lines and people, like large groups of people. So it's a, just a double no for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not really into comic books, but I'm more into the comic book movie. So. Yeah. Interesting. When I think of comics, out. I think of um, Aaron Kosherek, because doesn't his dad have like 10,000 comics or something like that? They oh, yeah, whole- yeah. His his dad has a, a massive amount of comics. Now look at this guy, man. I mean, this guy is 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 ripped now. You've seen Ethan, him recently, right? Ethan Suppley? Yeah. No, I have not. Oh, you dude, you go go right now on your phone and just just Google his name. I guarantee you, one of the first pictures he's ever gonna like you're gonna come up with is just dude, he is fucking ripped. He is <laughs> he is jacked. Good for him. He's also in um, my name is Earl with uh with Jason Lee, right? Yeah, Jason Lee. There's the McFloors or whatever his name is from um, Mall Rats. Yeah. The- the, uh, the the comic behind Holden. Yeah. So basically, you just trace. <laughs> oh, that dude behind that dude is Casey Affleck. Yeah. Huh. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, this ten minute conversation about tracing. that guy's been in a bunch of kevin smith movies oh yeah yeah i mean it 
it's kind of just another one of those like acting troops in you know hollywood yeah. even though this is indie you know it's like with adam sandler and his group yeah you know, just uh a group of friends that just consistently stay in each other's work. Although I, I have yet to see Ben Affleck make a movie and go, Hey, uh, Kevin, you want to be in this film? <laughs> you fucking cock knocker. <laughs> Weird science. Humans don't have thoraxes. So our so listeners Pete, know we're watching Chasing Amy, right? Yeah, we're watching Chasing Amy, 1997. Oh, this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so quotable. Yeah. Alyssa Jones. Is this entertaining, listeners? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to go so yeah. dead. I just, it's, it's just such a great, it's such a great scene. Who so, is this actor? Um, so I can't remember the guy's name. I'm looking it up right now. Lando Calrissian was a black guy. He got to fly the Millennium Falcon. Fuck Lando Calrissian. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Crack a farm, boy. Uh, Dwight, Dwight Ewell, Ewell, that's his oh, name. Okay. What's a Nubian? <laughs> god i miss monologues like this in movies yeah you don't you don't really see stuff like this anymore no it's too much heavy lifting for the actor poor guy yeah no joke yeah we still struggle with gentrification Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this down on my end. Where is my mouse? Where's my cursor? Oh shit! My shit paused. I was always confused because going into the movie chasing Amy, I thought mm -hmm. obviously the Joey Lauren Adams character would be named Amy, and then you see her name is Alyssa Jones, and I'm so, such a dumb child, and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, isn't that true? Bop. God, you, they're... Black rage. <laughs> Ryan White, uh, that's the debate coach at Carthage High School. Carthage High School? Did you, did you ever bump, in, bump into that guy or have him judge um, you? I, I'm sure he has judged me uh, more than once, at least. 
Uh, I mean, with the the amount of tournaments that we did in yeah in Missouri, just there there, it would be unreasonable to think that we we didn't cross paths at some point. Can you imagine not being able to go to districts or state or nationals? Ugh, that's oh, that's what my God. had to do this year. I uh, I I don't know. At the state, I think I would have been okay with, but I definitely would have been bummed out if I couldn't go to nationals. I'd be the opposite. I'd love to go to state, but fuck nationals. I wasn't going to win. Yeah, that, that is true. It's like five or six days. Well, you guys could have. Neosho. We were, like, happy to go. Neosho, like, wins most of the shit. The year I went, Neosho won impromptu. Uh, Beth Kinney. Beth Kinney. All right, let's get back to the movie. Yeah, let's get back to the movie now. Uh, would you, Aaron? <laughs> would I? Joey Lori, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, she's very pretty. I would. I would uh, have a great conversation with her. Gauge her on her intelligence and and merit as a person. Maybe have a meal with her. Have a nice and, dinner. Yeah. yeah, and just send her on her way as an independent woman. That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> Now, now, Jason Lee, a little, like, about a minute ago, threw out the F word and not fuck. Man, hearing that in 2020 kind of stings the ears. What word does? Uh, the, the F word used for a homosexual man. Oh, my, yeah, I don't know. Man, that, it, it's, it stings the ears now. It doesn't, it doesn't translate to 2020 very well. I call everybody faggy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what faggy means. No, not really. Well, yeah, and it's like, also, you know, you kind of end up learning that, like, you can't call something stupid, like, gay, because then you're saying that everything that's stupid is gay, and then that gay people are stupid, you know, so it's like, it's kind right. of lost. Absolutely. And all these people talk about are comics. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of another thing that I definitely related to is that, you know, I wanted to talk about comics and nobody else talked about comics, but you know, it's just so funny that these adults are just having such a hypothetical and speculative argument over Jughead and whether or not if Archie was secretly. I think they're arguing if they're secret. He's secretly like a drag queen. Yeah, I mean, this movie is just so ahead of its time. Like, oh, there was not tropes like this discussed in movies. You know, you have like Sleepless in Seattle, or you've got Mail, where it's like two white people just going through a relationship development, and that's mm -hmm. it. This like, there. This is a movie about a gay couple or a gay like. Well, I guess a bisexual. When was the last time you had a gay male male character like? Um, uh, Brokeback Mountain, even like, and that was even like 15 years after this. Yeah, 15 years after this, and still like, for a lot of people, too soon. Like, a, a lot of people still like didn't want to see that in theater. So, the fact that you have 
a 100% gay female lead and then a man who falls in love with her and, you know, deals with his insecurities and, you know, homosexual tendencies with his friendship with Jason Lee in the movie. Like, just all, all of it is just sexual confusion and he has to figure it out by the end of it. Because he, he gets upset that he falls in love with a woman and, you know, she obviously likes him a lot, but she's a lesbian. She's not into him. And this is obviously, I'm going to go ahead and guess that this movie came out before the book. She's just not that into you. So, Uh, yeah. So Ben Affleck couldn't have, you know, got that, that little bit of insight and, and got that, uh, that hint. Any symbolism with the darts? You know, not that I have read. Why, Jason? Have you read that there's any symbolism with the darts? No, but I'm always looking for that. Uh, let's see here. Darts. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Meaning for the uh, ideal girl. <laughs> the ideal girl. The Aiming girl who <laughs> just, just hits perfect bullseyes. You know, I know that whenever I go out looking for women, I'm like, all right, who's lining up on the dartboard? <laughs> that that girl's a 20 <laughs> oh triple 20 girl no actually in all honesty it's just a really cool way to shoot a shoot a scene you know you're throwing darts at the proverbial camera right and it's and that's kind of that that, that that's kevin smith's little that's his little touch you know like kevin smith that will have a lot of you know common you know shots in movies but also stuff like this is stuff that you don't you don't think about it like you're just kind of into what they're saying right now they're just having a casual conversation of you know getting more to know each other but you don't you don't recognize the brilliance of the angle of the camera because it's it's just so subtle no cell phones no no cell phones no facebook a world where uh, you actually had to be home to to get a call or have an answer machine and hope that they were home whenever you called them back. <laughs> <laughs> Archie is not fucking Mr. Willerby. I love how they went to a comic book store. We should, speaking of Kevin Smith, we should like email him or something and say, "Hey, we got this uh, podcast out there." Yeah, yeah, have a listen. You might, uh, you might want to make us part of the Smodco podcast network. You know, Smodcast has been around for a long time. I remember listening to that in like two thousand six, two thousand seven, even maybe. Kevin Smith, uh, it, he was not the first, but he was one of the first people. To- oh yeah start podcasting and like him and joe rogan started at about the same time but even joe rogan says that kevin smith is a little bit before him well ricky gervais at one point had the most downloaded podcast um and that was just him and stephen merchant making fun of carl pilkington (laughs) have you ever heard those old old uh ricky gervais show podcast i have not they're pretty funny they just rail on a stupid guy i love it (laughs) 
so and, and honestly the the reason why these movies probably go so well is because you know it's the age-old adage when you're writing you know write what you know everything in kevin smith's movies is a reflection of his own life mm-hmm. and you know like this right now is red bank new jersey and you know everything that he writes is just a reflection of like his own life and so if you're a writer out there like and are trying to figure out like you know okay well how did these people crack the code like what is the thing that got them to be able to write like this well write what you know like write the things that you know the best yep everybody has a book out there yeah oh look at that phone wow holy cow I mean, look at the people touching each other. Wow, social distancing. Yeah, no joke. You you still have trouble with that. I I had I still have trouble with that. Anytime I watch something, I'm like, God, man, why are you so close to him? God, <laughs> man, just with the sharp F. And this, I mean, this movie was not that long ago. Twenty years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, uh... it's Kevin Smith. So, so it's like, yeah, it's going to be out there. It wasn't like on, you know, Friends or Seinfeld or anything. Right. Right. Seinfeld went as far as said, not that there's anything wrong with that if somebody was gay. Yeah. Exactly. They at least, you know, put that out there. A little disclaimer. We had a moment. God damn it. My shit paused. Did yours pause? Uh, no, I was getting to it. Uh, I, I think mine's still going, yeah. Okay. This is in the same universe as uh, Clerks and Mallrats too, right? So the, Yes, yes. They so... saw Rick Harris and the girl that drowned in the pool, Embolism. Yes. Um, so... A lot of Kevin Smith's films are interlinked together. Um, I, I think I, I was watching an interview not too long ago, and he was saying that like Zach and Mary make a porno is not part of the uh, a view view askew universe is what he calls it because um, it's part of view askew productions. But uh, yeah, Mallrats, Clerks, Clerks Two, uh, Chasing Amy. Dogma. Jane, dogma yeah dogma yeah dogma jane silent bob strike back jane silent bob reboot like all of those movies are interconnected not cop out no cop out no uh red state no oh i love red state i love red state if, if you're listening right now and have not seen red state i don't care if it costs you money to rent it you need to watch red state yeah. like it is such a good movie if and the it West, is, if the westboro baptist church had guns yeah like and it it was militant (laughs) it it was it's it's the movie that literally puts you on the edge of your seat like kevin smith even said that he wrote that movie with the idea that every time he knew where it was going like he would jump he would just completely change everything about it so that way even he didn't know where it was going uh and then it's it's a very effective it is a very effective way of writing because you you have zero fucking clue like you think you're catching on to what's going on and then it completely changes it's great did you see that sandy hook sandy hook these characters went to sandy hook there was a massacre there during the obama administration yeah yeah i remember i remember sandy hook yeah that's fucking nuts. Yeah. 
I remember that day. It was like, if we can't change our gun laws after this, then it's gonna, we're never going to change our gun laws. Yep. Man, this just looks like someone's basement. Like, yeah. it literally looks like somebody was just like, hey, can we, can we borrow your basement for, like, a few days? We're just going to make it look like a bar. And it, that honestly wouldn't be surprising. Um, and Kevin Smith actually had a hard time getting this movie casted because after Mallrats, uh, you know, the studio wanted the, I, I think Disney had struck um, overall deals with, you know, like Drew Barrymore, David Schwimmer um, and, and somebody else. And there was, and th those were the people that they were wanting to have casted in this movie and Kevin Smith was like, no, like I, I'd rather have my cast. Like I, this, this is the people, these are the people that I want. And they, they were pretty insistent, like, you know, no, like if we're going to be putting up this kind of money, you're going to use the cast that we want out of it. And he's like, well, how about I use like, you know, I, I think he's like, you know, $200,000 in my cast, I'll, I'll film it, edit it, put it together. If you don't like it, then we'll, we'll do it you know, you, you can sell the movie off and then we'll take the movie elsewhere. And so they, they allowed him to take the risk on it and it paid off. He loved the movie. He loved the cast as it was, didn't want to change anything. So, so, I mean, Kevin Smith is, he's a director that, that takes chances on his friends. And, and that's, I, I think that that's just something that he's proven has been very important in the industry is that, you know, you most likely will not be hitting it big but you know try to have fun first and then yeah, but... whatever happens outside of that you know like his whole philosophy was is that he just wanted to be able to make a movie and get enough money back to be able to have funding to do the next movie like that's all he ever wanted out of life um and yeah like quentin tarantino he has his favorite actors um mm -hmm. tim burton has his favorite actors i have my favorite debaters i mean right. Watkins, you know he loves having people that are with him three or four years because they you just work well together right and chris hemsworth is not going to be every leading man sometimes you need like a, a ben affleck who's a little chunky yeah and joe adams who nobody knows she's from she's literally from little rock arkansas oh god arkansas i'd hate to be there right now We're in a state with no uh, no increase in COVID, so we're doing good. Yeah, well, I'd like to be in that place too. I, I'm actually working from home right now because somebody at another location tested positive for COVID. Oh boy! Yeah, we had to get I had to get tested and everything. Technically, still waiting on the results back. So, what do you think of this scene right here? We're getting a slow build up here. Holden's figuring out what's going on. Yeah. So making a lot of implication or a lot of inferences. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's interesting is the male automatically assumes Ben Affleck, Affleck automatically assumes that you know this uh, flirtatious performance that she's putting on right now is intended for him, and so that. But it's not. It's intended for the girl that's standing right in front of him. Yeah. And it's sealing the deal for him. So when it's like, when it doesn't happen. Ugh. Right. Exactly. Like to, like to him, this is like, a okay, my feelings are confirmed. Like this is real. Like we have a connection. 
but it's it's not there. And he gets so upset that it isn't. And that's not fair to her. You shouldn't just assume that you, you're friends with a girl. That means that she's trying to build something up into something. Sometimes girls just want to be friends. Look at him. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like rubbing his chest. It's so off-putting. That, uh. If that was really her singing, that was great. Um, discordant music. <laughs> I gotta look up what discordant means. <laughs> Discorded? Discordant? Uh, yeah, I have no idea what that means. You got subtitled. And then Brent, like Jason Lee just starts clapping. Holden's like, yeah! Woo! Listen to this. Harsher jarring because of a lack of harmony. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is that, lack of harmony right here. That is lack of harmony. But then he realizes they're in a gay bar. He's like, oh, this is starting to make sense. Holden's loving it. He thinks it's fucking hilarious. Is a shared moment. <laughs> In the next movie, um, Ben Affleck is an angel and Jason Lee is a devil. Yes. Or a demon, I guess. So not only is she a lesbian, she is a uh, she, lesbian lesbian. Yeah, she's very, very passionate about her uh, appeal towards women and their lips. I mean, this really just shows the like where we were as a culture uh, in the 90s, in the, in the late 90s, especially in regards to, you know, the LGBT community. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. Holden is just sitting back. He's like, hey, when, when are we going to be able to watch this for free? Like, like, she's just trying to. She's just trying to 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 mack on this girl. And he's just like, oh, yeah. Like, even he's, like, trying to say that, you know, like, this is a performance for us to be able to enjoy. Yeah. We're still a whole generation away from even legalizing gay marriage, too. Yeah. This this conversation, and I love it about Kevin Smith, you take something that's so wildly inappropriate but is a genuinely interesting conversation. Like, what defines having sex right 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 like it's uh <clears throat> you know it's they're, they're conversations that you know that people have like they're not having them to be insensitive about the conversation like they're just like just throwing it out there it's like okay well if you say that you're gonna fuck her how can you do that i always notice that bored look in their eyes <laughs> I 
I love his performance in Mallrats. So yes, good. absolutely. And and right here, Kevin Smith does like kind of very graciously kind of describe the difference between you know fucking somebody like you know it's not about penetration it's about my emotion and feelings towards her while we're in the middle of the act like i don't love her but i still want to go to bed with her <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I think having a hard time thinking about your parents having sex is actually good biologically, so we won't do it with them, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, they had CNN even back then. You don't hear people saying, like, fake news or something like that. You didn't hear it during the Bush administration and Clinton administration. Mm -hmm. You only hear it during the Trump administration and maybe Nixon. Right. <laughs> For some current events. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like an Oops All Topics segment. <laughs> There's one thing stopping us from going further. Fox News. <laughs> Today on Unreal Talk Show, we change our base completely. <laughs> yep. That would hurt. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sure the Ben Affleck character really loves this conversation. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's just thoroughly enjoying that. Like not like knowing that. Not only is it confirmed that, okay, actually, as a matter of fact she's not interested in me but i get to sit here and listen about all of her stories her past I, yeah her her entire past and she's off limits and he likes her yeah like it really is showing like men like hey sometimes like you just have to be friends with women like they they don't owe you a relationship just because like you guys get along and you're friends and you have a great time together and you know everything about each other like sometimes like being friends with a woman just means being friends with a woman and you should just want that and also mind-blowing it doesn't take a man to pleasure a woman so the scene between uh this scene right here between Alyssa holden and banky um is discussing the problems with like oral sex was actually originally written for mall rats uh between ts and brody and gwen um brody and banky were played by jason lee and Alyssa and gwen were played by joey lord adams so this like original scene here was supposed to be in mall rats which was the movie before this one um but i guess it was cut out of the movie and uh thrown into into this one he is hamming it up just because he knows how much it bugs oh yeah he is just cranking it up like he is just playing it up so hard um they you know, but, but the past like it's what i really get from this movie where it's like when you meet somebody you really like 
Yeah. You you got to just think you cannot think about their sexual past because you just cross apply all the crazy shit that you've done. They probably did. You right. can't think that they're or anything like that. It's just people are going to have a past. Yeah. I mean, and you would want somebody to accept you for what their past is. Like it's you you got to understand that, you know, you you don't know this person until you eventually meet them. So whatever they did as a consequence leading up to that point is really none of your business. Mm -hmm. Like unless it was illegal or unless they hurt somebody, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, if I, you know, if my wife came up to me, like when we first met, this is not true listeners, uh, but if my wife came up to me and, you know, and if her and I were hanging out for the first time and then like, I'm hearing all these stories, Like, you know, yeah, I'm naturally going to, like what you were saying, Jason, kind of cross-apply my previous, like, past experiences and compare them and make a decision based on that. But that's not necessarily fair. First off, if they're trustworthy enough to tell you that information, like, if they are trusting in you enough to tell you that information, you know, that should be something. Oh, my God. Look at Matt Damon and and Brian O'Halloran. Dante. Yeah, Brian O'Halloran. A very small role for Ben Affleck or uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yeah, extremely small role. But look, look at that c- CD tower. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Did you ha- you had you had a CD tower? Of course oh, you yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible, because someone could just knock it over and every one of them would fall out. Yeah. See, here's the thing, though. She is kind of flirting with him. So he looks super cute. But 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 that is. But that kind of begs the question: like, does a woman have to suppress her naturally flirty attitude, like her flirty personality, so that just to protect you from getting mixed feelings? Agreed. Sucks. Like if, if I just, if, you know, if a woman comes out and says like, Hey, I'm not interested. Like I actually had a woman do this to me before. Like, uh, you know, it actually is kind of funny because I did have, I'm not going to say the woman's name cause we're still friends now, but, um, you know, like I, I was newly single. I had known her from a long time ago. We reconnected recently. She had just gotten out of a like really bad relationship. Um, and then, like, she eventually said, well, like, I'm actually into women. And that was, like, really frustrating to know that, like, and, like, there were times where I thought, like, man, like, you know, you'll you'll hang out with me. You'll, like, we'll go, we'll have fun. We'll go do all these things. We'll go out to dinner. But yet you won't date me. And, and it is something that you kind of have to realize that maybe sometimes, you know, women aren't trying to make a relationship out of your friendship maybe that's all they want it's just a friendship so that and i think that that is what puts this movie kind of like really ahead of its time because i mean movies at this point in time are we're all about you know the woman you know falling in love with the man there's nothing she can do to help it they're just so destined to be together and you know the the forces of love are just so palpable that there's they they just can't stay apart but in this situation, it's like, well, there's nothing they can do but stay apart because it's just not an option. 
once again, we're doing a movie that would just be an awesome duo. I think this part would be a good duo. I guess you'd have to cut out the. <laughs> you'd have to cut out the discussion of, you know, of of oral sex, and you'd probably have to cut out the part where, um, you know, Archie's, you know, having sex which is with his teacher you wouldn't have to books, in college, but, in, college in college debate. in college debate you could you wouldn't have to deal with that which is uh, a breath of fresh air whenever you are a fan of more raunchy comedy and want to yeah. do and, and and to do material that is extremely re- well written um you know it's like what uh, lewis black says about adult language is that it's not bad language it's adult language and like i'm an adult and if i want to say the word fuck i want to i'll say it like it's it's an adult language. It's not a bad word. It's an adult word. Yeah, I never believed that the hymen breaking was a woman losing her virginity. That was an easy one to kind of just yep yeah, yeah. checkbox that and then move forward. <laughs> yeah. Now this was Quentin Tarantino's favorite film of 1997, uh, and ac- according to Kevin Smith's podcast, the the film was about two votes away from an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Screenplay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, this movie did get a lot of, did give Kevin Smith a lot of traction, a lot of, a lot of notice. Uh, it just, like, it won a lot of indie awards, but it uh, just didn't, uh, didn't go all the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're pretty much talking about fisting right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's killing him. Oh, <laughs> hurts my tummy. <laughs> oh God. Man, I do not like my microphone stand. What's that? Damn, it keeps falling. Do you uh, you have a boom arm, or do you just have like a, a tripod? Just a tripod. Okay. Hate my life. All right, I'm back to normal. Oh my god, <laughs> Larry fucking Flint. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stroke books. About... See, you you wouldn't need to bring a stack of of Playboys to a or hustlers to a fucking trip. You just have your phone. Yeah, just, just bring hope your that phone there's Wi-Fi. You... <laughs> and your and your second browser, not the Google Chrome browser, your other browser. Your incognito <laughs> browser. I like the idea of a chick with a horse. Now, is that just that? That's just got to be like an ongoing, like, is that why they reference it in Clerks Two, the the donkey show? I think so. I think so. It might just be one of Kevin Smith's kinks. <laughs> <laughs> just secretly, like, telling everybody that that's something that he wants. He at least wants to see it in real life. And I think they're at a train station too, so they're tra- taking a train to this location. Taking a train using a payphone. Oh, so New Jersey to Boston. New Jersey to Boston. 
Can you hear me eating? Uh, a little. It's more no, of a smacking. Bad, it's all good. <laughs> it's a two-hour movie. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm gonna eat. I would say anything with this movie, but it's just because I'm a child. Is the pacing could be a little slow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Compared to Groundhog Day, the one we the, the one we did last time, you know. Yeah. It kind of felt like there was like acts. Act one, act two. Yeah, but uh, Groundhog Day had 10,000 years to cover in a hour, 45-minute movie. That is true. This is kind of a dick move on his part. Oh, it absolutely is. Like, you're choosing a girl over a friend, especially one that you're not probably going to hook up with. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's what, like, it puts it over the the realm of unacceptable brohood is that you, you, you know, first off, this is like, this is a partnership. You know, you, you're, you both should be equally putting in the work as is. So if one of you is going to a convention to promote your book, then you should also be going to that same convention. But Secondly, you're doing it to try to get a girl. And thirdly, that girl is not into you. She doesn't want anything from you. She's yeah. already showed she wants nothing to do with you. She wants to be your friend. She wants to hang out. And that's it. You could have told this her, is... like, it would have been more healthy for him to be like, you know what? I'm sorry. Like, I got this thing that I got to do this weekend. You're going to have to figure out what to do on by yourself. This Rather is the small uh, arcade that they uh, that they killed Jesus Christ in in Dogma, right? Or not? Or hurt him? Or injured him? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure this is the same scene. Uh, I mean, because a lot of stuff are just, a lot of stuff is just filmed on location. Jesus Christ Almighty! That would hurt to get hit with a ski ball. Yeah, like they're like that's like <laughs> instant like concussion. <laughs> hey, why are you flipping him off? I mean, you did just hit somebody with a fucking ski ball. Oh, wow, that pinball machine is so old. Yeah. Musical montage. This <laughs> is classic. I'm pretty sure I have that white sweater. Is he just reading to her the magazine? <laughs> yeah, no, this is how you construct sentences. Left to right, up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See this right here? Uh, he's literally wearing brown Doc Martens. I had those same shoes for years. No, you didn't. <laughs> what? I swear to God. <laughs> it was a different time, Aaron. <laughs> you don't understand. <clears throat> Man, see, and this is kind of... It's kind of the thing that that set me up for failure too. Is is constantly being around that girl friend who I had I had feelings for, I had emotions for, but she didn't have any for me. Like you, you constantly are having her around, and you're you're giving yourself this impression that uh, like you're 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 kind of creating a fake sense of reality 
you know like oh like if if we're always doing stuff together if we're always hanging out like even if we never hold hands even if we never kiss even if we never mention it as long as we're like goofing off and having fun and doing relationship things that's good enough for me but then you go home by yourself every day yeah you're getting the the her partner is only doing the physical lifting while he's doing the emotional lifting right a good uh and roll swap she needs to be only getting that from one person you need to get your emotion that's when problems occur right it's a super easy rule in, like relationships Are you saying something I, I was rambling on no 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 you're fine no i, I wasn't at all my uh it, i just had a a little notification pop up saying i my internet is unstable so that probably is going might make my netflix feed a little choppy but i don't give a shit about that as long as my stuff keeps recording we'll be good are you uh you're you queued up to their argument Am I am I what to the argument? I'm not sure. Uh, are you in, uh, can you hear their argument? Are you at the argument part? Yeah, yeah. Like he's I'm he's asking. Like, uh, not yet. He has, I haven't gotten to the part where he calls her a dyke yet, but it's it is that part. Where like he draws like a four way intersection. Oh yeah, you so you are there. Yeah. Okay. This elaborate joke. <laughs> so what you chewing on, Jason? What, what snack oh, we got? I'm sorry. Chex <laughs> mix. Chex mix. I love Chex mix. So addicting. I'll put it up. No, you're fine. You you do whatever you want, man. You're just making me want a snack. I was gonna, um, I was gonna make a uh, Rick and Morty uh, discussion. I forgot what it was though. Damn. Mm. God, man, that that dyke word is still. That's also jarring. Yeah, you don't say dyke much anymore. Nope. This relationship is very toxic. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think he has a point or is he, is he taking it too far? I think I, I honestly think that I, I, I think that he's right in trying to point out to him like hey man like you are you are putting too much into this relationship because it's not it's not producing anything i don't think he's right in saying that she's trying to like program you into doing like into getting your stuff because that's a pure assumption but the one thing that he is on is that you know his relationship with her is affecting their relationship their partnership and their work 
and she's you know he is thrown away 20 years of friendship for you know a, a woman that he is never going to get but he's in denial for that so if you're supposed to be my best friend if we're yeah and he even says you know i'm in love with her and that's a problem it's a problem you know if if you came to me and said man like i'm in love with a woman that i will never be able to get it like okay well that's a problem and as your friend i you know if i were to have seen this play out i probably should have told you ahead of time you know interfered at some point maybe not necessarily interfere sounds like a like a harsh word uh, at least speak up and say hey man like you know you do whatever you feel is important to you whatever brings you happiness and whatever decreases your suffering whatever makes you happy in life is uh, i'm all for it but this is kind of the way that it is and i at least want to make sure that you know somebody gives you a little bit of that outside perspective because you're acting like you're about to marry this woman and you don't have the right equipment for her to want to marry you end of rant if the work relationship is affected and i think that's where he has a problem but with friends it's like yeah all right man well good luck yeah <laughs> i'm not sure i like that scene yeah i i think that it's kind of a it's exposition that's not needed yeah, just 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 it's take a filler. This. <laughs> but they, I guess they need the painting, though. Yeah, they do need that. They they need the painting. It's it's the plot device that, that carries us into the next thing. She's so sweet. Like, it's just, it's hard. It really yeah. is. It's just like, you're, you're just, you're being just too emotionally sweet to my, to my bones, <laughs> to my love bone. It's too rough on me. All right. So this is the ad admitting moment, right? I mean, he's going to have his um, monologue. You think it's going to work? It doesn't. She has her monologue. Like it's it's that long monologue form. Kevin yeah, yeah. Because Kevin Smith is just uh, he's the king of words. Listener, sorry if you hear me moving the microphone or hear the chair squeaking. I gotta situate myself sitting in a closet here. Jason, you hearing me all right? Oh yeah. Okay, I good. If there's I just any want to symbolism make... with the rain. Um I mean if I was gonna pull some symbolism out of my ass. I mean just the, the thing that's constantly, you know, like when you say like there's a storm in your head, 
Oh, like, yeah. It's just the thing that's like the, the one thing you can't get past. You can't see anything past this one thing right in front of your face. And like, so that's why he has to get it out. Because it's all he can talk about, all he can think about. They stopped the car. Yeah. He's raining poetry. Raining tears. You know what? I'm going to do some relationship development theory here, see if I can come up with anything. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, because he talked about that interpersonal communication. Yeah. Like, uh, when they're at the club, they meet each other. That's kind of like the introduction. Right. And then they, they that whole monologue or the whole montage we saw was experimenting. And now okay. I think we're at intensifying. Like, this is really intense. Yeah. So that's stage, stage so, three. So can you can you explain a little bit more about stage three and why why this would that would be like an important stage to be at? Oh, because like um, the conversations are probably more personal, more intimate, like this conversation right now. Um, they buy gifts for each other. Like, oh yeah, and, and and every relationship does this. You know, you meet your wife. You kind of you kind of have that experimenting stage, like getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Things get more intense. You meet your parents. You meet your friends. The 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 theorists with that are Nap and Vangelisti. Don't teach those guys anymore though, because I just pretty much just teach public speaking now. Right. This is what Seinfeld would call a big matzo ball. <laughs> Quite the matzo ball out there, Ben. Quite Affleck. the matzo ball. <laughs> God, and she would rather go out in the rain than spend another moment with him. Yeah, because, I mean, that's an unfair position to put her in. And 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 it is selfish of him to not be able to recognize that offhand. Like he's he's just thinking about his emotions and how you know how important he thinks it, it is to him to like I feel like I should be able to tell you this stuff. But like, okay, well, like you know that I can't do anything about it. Like, there was no one acting this good in 1997. How did she not get any sort of, like, best supporting actress or something? Um, this scene is good. This scene is really good. It's just it's something that just fell by the wayside. People have a just a personal vendetta. Not vendetta, but just Kevin Smith is just independent guy. Probably shouldn't deserve any huge awards. Right. You know, they, they take a look at Clerks or Mallrats. And say, like, okay, well, I mean, this is good, but the guy who made those last two movies doesn't deserve an Academy Award. Because he said bad words. Yeah. So it was 97. Best Actress 1997 was... 
Francis McDormand from Fargo. Okay, so I'm having to go up against Fargo, I guess. Might have been now, tough. I'm sure it helped the fact that Ben Affleck and Joey Lord and Adams, they both appeared in Dazed and Confused. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure that that like really helped with their like because they that whole scene was was like good chemistry. But but how confusing is this? Like, I I I would have stopped and been like, you just literally yelled for ten minutes at me about how unfair this shit was, and now like we're making out in the rain. Jesus Christ, how confusing! Okay. Yeah, do a lot more than that. Brown chicken, brown cow. Now, if this is in the main room, another just, you can't do that to your friend. You got to take your sexual congress in your bedroom. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got to be a... Put a sock on the, on the doorknob. <laughs> it's got to be a closed meeting. <laughs> or a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, put a, you know, write a note on the door. Anything. Yeah, it's like 814. You could have... You had plenty of time. Ugh. Oh, hi. And also, uh, sexual relations uh, is also in- intensifying, so to speak. The next stage would be integrating, and I'm not so sure that they even get to that point. And that's that's typical in a relationship. Not every relationship you start goes from beginning to marriage. Mm-hmm. You, you have your ebbs and flows. And have you ever heard the phrase, in medias ross? I have not. It, it means a slice of life. And so this is just kind of like a slice of these characters' lives. Right. They probably had relationships before, and they're most certainly going to have relationships act- after. Nothing really uniquely different about this relationship except what – kind of happened in these two hours Mm -hmm. you seem weirded out back there like are you that's the understatement of the lifetime man oh yeah He doesn't get it. Yeah, like, he, he's just so he's so blind to his own like just needs. You know, he wants everything. He wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. Yeah, he wants to be able to have his best friend, and he wants to be able to have this girl as his girlfriend. And he he's he's just extremely selfish. He doesn't really care about anything else thus far. <laughs> he makes a good point oh see right here even he's already starting to second guess his decision making mm-hmm. he's like damn what if that does happen I mean could it could it be like a because like you said, I mean, he's already kind of like second guessing his decisions and, and people like to, to 
second guess something that quickly would I like that's that's really really hard for me to see somebody just immediately like just flip on a dime just like oh yeah. shit you know maybe he's, maybe I didn't make such the greatest decision um he's the dog he's the dog that caught the ambulance <laughs> yeah like, exactly okay. <laughs> now do you think that like part of his like obsession with her was like trying to conquer the mountain like trying to achieve this impossible task of switching oh yeah a lesbian I, and, I think and now that he has done that he has lost his interest in achieving that goal i think he's still interested in her but i do think that holden saying you can't do it don't even try i think that kind of pushed him and that is an issue like you yeah it should have been 100 percent. you just like her and whatever holden says is like oh you just put it to the wayside yeah did you see the twin towers back there I did another uh, out of touch scene, or at least a, a, it doesn't doesn't age well. Oh my! <laughs> but um, it's it's that's like the turning point of the movie. Like he does this deed, he like he finally accomplishes mm -hmm. it, and now the aftermath of yeah. of what happens the the fallout that he selfishly didn't consider noticing that she's not using proper pronouns to describe yeah. <clears throat> uh oh she's not going to be in the lesbian group anymore mm-mm and that's kind of shitty on their part you know like yeah it is especially if it's an lgbtq it's like she's the b yeah <laughs> you're the l's <laughs> quit being exclusionary god damn it. Why, do, why do we gotta have a late like see and and but the thing about it is it though is that that does happen and that's that's kind of a, a performing contradiction on their own philosophy you know they you know there there are members of any community part of you know any uh you know specific community like the lgbtq community um that we just want everyone to accept us for who we are but then they see something like that and be like um you're not a lesbian like you're you're not a like you're not a part of us like you're gonna kick uh, the, like you know what i'm saying yeah oh yeah the feminist movement has a term called turfs they're trans exclusive cynical uh, radical feminist mm -hmm. whereas they don't they don't allow uh trans women in because they were males that transitioned to females or whatever fuck reason and it's like you're being just as exclusionary as you know, trump supporters like <clears throat> yeah I mean, that, and that's just what's great about this movie, even like as an adult, I would have never have picked this stuff out when I was watching it in junior high and you wouldn't have at age six, mm -hmm. but it's like, he is really just hitting some serious notes in this movie. Yeah. Things, things that aren't generally highlighted in, in most Hollywood scripts, they're, it's, not, it's not glamorous to, on the big screen, but they're, they're issues that everybody faces, you know, learning how to crawl through your emotions and figure them out and what they mean is something that everybody deals with, especially, you know, at, at this time in Ben Affleck's life or in, in Holden's life at this age, you know, he's trying to figure out who he is. Everyone's trying to figure out who they are. 
and it's it's all confusing. It's very confusing. And I'm sure it's hard whenever you've been just you thought for so long that you were a, a lesbian and then a, a guy turns you around and it, you, you threw away that entire way of thinking. Like, was it all a phase? And that, that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow too. Yeah, I'm sure that's, well, I mean, and I think a lot of it should just be more of just self-acceptance that there is no right answer. You know, like even if like, let's say for five years you're into women and then all of a sudden you find one man that was that, changes your mind about it like who's to say that you can't switch it up life is short bro but to to question it though would i'm sure it'd be really really tough like and not only that like i'm sure it would be really hard to like explain to your your gay friends like hey like i'm not gay anymore it's so like, what do you mean you're not gay anymore? It's so like, well, like, I don't believe that it was a phase. Like, you know, like they, they'd have to deal with making a, making a case for themselves and hoping that they get to keep their friends in the process. Like, we just saw it. We just saw it happen. Like, her friends immediately started rejecting her, knowing that she wasn't a lesbian anymore. And they said, another one bites the dust. Yeah. So, like, and like to to her that might as well be like you know see you later don't let the door hit you on the way back like on the way out like <clears throat> it's ridiculous if we're but, still doing my uh stages of relationship development if this yeah. is the hot thing coming up next uh well they're already kind of like spending the night together you do that a lot mm -hmm. um Oh well, the hockey scene's coming up, but yeah, it's like you start doing a lot of your things together. But this is a this is a tough tough scene too. The the yearbook scene. Yeah. Finger cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic scene. It's the thirty-seven in a row of this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You say First finger off, cuffs. Who puts finger cuffs? Who allows finger cuffs to be put in a yearbook? <laughs> You're right. Who who in their right mind goes, what does she mean by finger cuffs? Like, and not like that. She put it in, like, they put it in quotes as in, like, she said that she wants that to be under her picture. Like, oh, yeah, just put my name and then finger cuffs underneath. Oh, Alyssa wanted it. Wow. Pretty much like my nickname is a uh, two two guys one girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one in the front and one in the back. A quick stop. Yeah. This is kind of a dick move by uh, Banky too. Oh uh, yeah. You don't dredge this stuff up, man. It's totally in the past. It's totally. it's in the past and it's it's uh it's intentionally destructive. You know what's interesting is you can see a lot of relationship deterioration on their end. Damn, mm -hmm. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Like it's a we get to see Banksy like get jealous that he's spending all of this time with and, th and that's why he's doing all of this is because he wants their life to go back to the way that it was. He's scared of losing his partnership, losing his best friend all to someone who he was confident that he wouldn't have to worry about after 
the first, you know, after the first night or first couple of nights of knowing this girl, he finds out, oh, she's a lesbian. I don't have to be threatened, but he's threatened now because all of a sudden, once again, he's not spending any more time with me. And so it's like, okay, I know what I'm going to do now. He wanted to be the first dick. Yeah. Did you hear him say she was getting filled out like an application? <laughs> See, now the, now the fact that he is creating even more reasons, like that's where he goes from being like, he's already being an asshole from the start, but if he wanted to try to if he wanted to try to argue that he was trying to be a good friend, like you've crossed that line. Like you, you presented one reason and whenever I disregarded it, you, you brought up another reason. Okay. Well, what, what if she has a disease? Like, okay, now you're bringing up what ifs you're thinking of shit on the fly. That's where he's like starting to put a shit. <laughs> did you ever uh have sex room spray painted on one of the doors in your your house just to hate no. it no here lies dick boy <laughs> i've been asking my wife to have a dick boy door but she keeps saying no <laughs> I think one of these days I'm just going to spray paint it on there without her noting, like noticing it. Okay, so I did the um, relationship deterioration. Uh -huh. I'll just tell you what the names of them are. And this, this is like when you're already in the relationship. Okay. Uh, you got deterioration, I'm sorry, differentiation, circumscribing, stagnating, avoiding, and then terminating. So it's a little bit more tougher to kind of like, say who's doing what and where but you're certainly whenever you're like yelling at each other that's not great that's probably like more like stagnating mm -hmm. because Banky and Holden aren't growing themselves they're like yelling at each other they're trying to break each other up with their spouses and not a great relationship I've said that from the start <laughs> yeah See, and he's the, he. This guy, this uh, this guy here is the voice of reason, saying like, "Who cares, man?" Yeah. Like to to have that that middle ground, that 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 third party saying, "Hey, like, look, this is what I'm going through." It's like, dude, like, you're putting way too much into this. See, and that. Again, another thing that's ahead of his time, like, you know, we as men are like, oh, man, my wife is, you know, this girl that I'm dating has been with, you know, 20 women. How fucking cool is that? But whenever they say, oh, I've been with 20 men, like, oh, man, I don't want to think about that. Like, it's yeah. a, it's another thing, like, you're going to have to, like, it's the, if it's the past, it's the past. It doesn't matter who it was with. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're willing to forgive them in one aspect of their past, then you have to make it universal. You don't get to pick and choose the, the things in their past that you, that you like and don't like. If you want to be with them, you got to accept that there's nothing you're going to change about their past. Just get over it. Yeah. 
Look at the CD store. The it, it's you know it's funny because you know working at Vintage Stock, it, it's interesting to see all the people that come in and still buy CDs. But now it's it, now it's vinyl. All these people want vinyl. I love this scene. See that man oh, right there. Oh, it's so awesome. <laughs> that kid is great yeah but i love how he switches into this like black pat black panthers style character yeah but and it then shows right back. You that people of color have it way worse in this society because they can't turn off their blackness a, a police officer can take off their uniform and a gay man i guess proverbially doesn't have to act gay or can act straight but a sure. black guy he's black and that's yeah. going to be tough to take off yeah, you, you can't uh, you can't hide that. You can't change your voice and be like, oh, oh no. So you see in this top here, the top middle here, uh, in the background, that is just from that little part right there. That's a Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire album. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, one of uh, Down Rodeo. It's off that album. People of the Sun is off that album. That's a good album. Rage Against the Machine also uh, has been they're they're charting now. After years of not even making any music, they're they're charting again because of the recent protests. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Yanni. <laughs> what is that store? That's like a um, Sam Goodies or a. I that honestly looks like that would be like a do you ever have an FYE? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, we, I mean we both went to North Park Mall, man. Oh I'm yeah, sure. that's true. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Garfield. <laughs> yeah, Gal I love Garfields. Dude, if you ever went to Garcia's, I was a server at the opening. Oh no, I did not. Worked there for like three weeks. And then you went to the the vastly superior Olive Garden. Olive Garden. This is my future, by the way, man. Little Frankie playing uh, hockey in, in Chicago. Oh, yeah? You uh, you want him to be a hockey player? I mean, he'll play basketball for as long as he can. Then he'll be not black, and he'll eventually <laughs> well, stop I'm, winning. Uh, I'm glad that you have his entire uh, life planned out already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he'll be the next Stephen Curry. Just knock threes down. <laughs> that looks fun. Fingers crossed. You ever you ever go um, ice skating? Uh, I haven't been ice skating since I was a kid. Um, it's hard to do in Missouri, I know. Yeah, we we have an ice rink, but at the same time, like, I'd just much rather not. Like, I'd rather rollerblade, but I'd get made fun of rollerblading, so I'll just not do either. I somebody I saw somebody rollerblading on the street the other day. And I was like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> get off the street, idiot! Yeah, that's how I feel. Like I'd be rolling, I'd be you know rollerblading down the street, and then somebody would like chuck a bottle at me. Yeah, oh, you she knows now. This back and forth symbolism, hockey, scoring uh -huh. the goal, finger cuffs, huh? So, so is there a stage of relationship that this would be at, like? He's kind of, he's afraid of, he's afraid to ask. I, I mean, I think, at that, I think at this moment, their relationship is beginning to disintegrate. 
I think that they're differentiating because it's like he he hates her past and she's like you're an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love and love, much like hockey, is an indoor sport. Is a what sport? Indoor sport. Yeah. Coey London. <laughs> I think she knew who that was. And if he oh, yeah. were to say her his name, she would then be able to confirm that he knows everything. Yeah, you know, it's uh it's kind of a it's like what you do in debate. You know, you allow them to uh unveil the information. In yeah, you you let them set themselves up like you know, okay, oh, so you do know. Never mind. All right. I didn't even have to fill in the blank for you. Yeah, there's definitely some symbolism in this hockey. They keep going back and forth. Oh, too. yeah. Slicing. Back and forth. Two two guys pounding. <laughs> Knockout. Knockout. Man, imagine having that much attention. Yeah, he was making it obvious. I mean, come on. Oh, okay, well, what what happened to you then? He's just he's not great at relationships at all. He's just not. He's bad at communicating. He's just selfish. Now, during the argument between Alyssa and Holden outside of the hockey game coming up, uh, Alyssa mentions that she uh, had let Shannon Hamilton videotape them having sex, only to have him broadcast the video to their college campus station or college uh, campus cable station. Ben Affleck plays Shannon Hamilton in oh, yeah. Rats, where he is also uh, where he also is videotaped having sex with Alyssa's sister Trisha, no less. And it's broadcast during a dating game show in the local mall. So, oh, isn't Trish Adams the young the young woman that was writing the uh, sex book? Yes. Awesome! Oh my god, I need to rewatch these movies. Yeah, they're just so all interconnected. So he is Shannon Hamilton. Yes. That's like none of his business. It, like, it isn't. I'm just, I'm and just wildly thrown off. And just how it's none of your business. It's it, but that's the kind of the thing though. Is that you know, if if a man has been with a woman before he's with his final woman, he's just a stud. But if a man or if a woman has sex with a man before she gets married, she's a slut. So it's. You know, it's 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 it was that kind of mentality during that time, or at least I think it was. And he's obviously he's he he was able to switch over a lesbian, so you know he's probably a pretty decent. He could he's probably got pretty decent numbers as a guy, and decent numbers as a guy is like probably in his twenties. So he's fucked probably twenty girls himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guaranteed. That's the difference. And I'm sure he did more than that. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah, it's just sex. That's not this. Yeah, like the woman is just like some sort of toy. Where yeah. it's like maybe the guys are the toy. Right. Whenever the woman takes the power and she's the one who's enjoying it, probably more than the men are, like you're going to get all upset because I was out having fun. You blew it, Affleck. Yep. I'm going to go to Jennifer Gardner now. <laughs> Have fun with that. I couldn't even tell Jess my, all my sexual history. I'm sure that there's, like, things that I forgot. What, and well, what, is she, what does he want her to do? Just make a list of everything she's ever did? Like, that might be hard. <laughs> yeah, it might literally be impossible. <laughs> and, and, and to not, like, want to hold her or touch her. Like, fuck you, yeah. man. Like, who do you are? Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> oh, my God. I would hate her to yell at me. Like, all right, I'm okay, it's fine. God. Yeah, like, oh, God, I'm sorry. God, go fucking do it again if you want to. <laughs> so 28, probably, 27, 28. He, you know, him just saying, like, I want us to be a normal couple. What does that mean? What does it mean to be <laughs> yeah, a normal like, couple? Hey, hey, buddy, this is a normal couple. Yeah. A modern couple. Yep. See, the thing about it is, though, is also something that Kevin Smith talks about a little bit in his autobiography is, you know, you know, he applies it to, like, your heroes. Um, and, but, you know, I, you know, Lisa's my hero. You know, she's one of my heroes. She's my biggest hero. So, you know, I think it could still apply. And, you know, he talks about how, you know, sometimes your heroes, like the way that you build them up in your head and the way that they turn out to be in real life are, you know, generally miles apart. You know, people you look up to. Like Gretzky. He likes Gretzky, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith is a huge Gretzky fan. Um, and, and honestly, it's it's because of Wayne Gretzky um, is one of the reasons why he got back into filmmaking, even though he had stopped making films after, like, Clerks 2. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he – he has this image in his head about what he wants their relationship to be. And, you know, generally what you have built up in your head and what happens in reality is generally miles apart. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just immature twenties too. You know, maybe yeah. I felt that way in my mid twenties about my exes, but now like, I don't, I couldn't even imagine asking Jess about her past. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah. Jay and Jay Silent, Silent Bob. Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's smoke. And the unironic silent Bob who talks in every fucking movie. <laughs> every every movie. But the reason why he wanted to why he plays Silent Bob is because he wanted to be in the film, but he didn't want to have to memorize lines. Yeah. Like he when he wrote clerks, he wrote 
all the best lines for himself, which uh, was Randall. He thought that Randall had the, all the best lines, and Randall was supposed to be Kevin Smith, but then he realized he couldn't film the movie and remember all this dialogue so he became silent bob so he could still be in the movie and not have to remember lines and then he cast uh, uh what's his face as randall <laughs> flow snoochie boochies snoochie boochies snoogan snooch me and my friends talked like that in high school. Snooch. Snoochie boochies. Yeah. <laughs> I used to say snoogans. Snoogans. <laughs> motherfucking nooch. <laughs> snooch to the motherfucking nooch. A lot of smoking in this movie. A lot of smoking in this movie. I mean, is he Kevin's, literally ro- is he rolling a blunt? <laughs> uh, it seems like it. Yeah, it might be rolling his own cigarette, but no, nah, that's definitely no, that, a that's, that's a, definitely a, that's a cigar. Like, man, <laughs> no, I mean that's that's more than a Swisher Sweet, man. That's like that's a Stogie. That's a that's like a Cuban. God, there's that F. Again, just just signs of a different time. It's crazy. You're gonna it's hate cr- watching Django Unchained. <laughs> oh, I know it, man. Like, God, that movie is so like I love that movie. It's so good. It's such a great film. I recommended it in uh the last uh off script episode that we did with uh with Christian. Uh but it, it's real hard. It's just so a lot of words are very sharp to the ears in that movie. I get to pick the next one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, was, I, was, I haven't watched this scene in a while. Let me one second. your fucking bagel already dude i i just i'm just so blown away at the way he talks which one am i supposed to think man she held a hand with somebody like it's such a sliding scale of horror <laughs> that's your problem man think about something else i'm literally yelling at the screen here yeah well i mean but that's the thing man like you if you become hyper obsessed with something you just you need to start doing something to train your your mind away from it not very buddhist either the whole movie is like if you love this woman so much like let her grow like a flower and let other people enjoy her. And maybe, maybe you can enjoy her for a few days or so or whatever, but yeah, like, 
You should. She is who she is, and that's what makes her beautiful. Yeah, Chase and Amy. you all know i always wanted to be a dancer in vegas i just realized the batman button on his lapel it's upside down or like it's sideways sideways. yeah i still tell people to this day what you don't know about me i can squeeze in the grand canyon i say that i tell that to people yeah in this movie Yeah, you can't think too much about your partner's past because it'll really drive you crazy. Like you just think about what you do to, you know, your your significant others and people did that. And like maybe your spouse was in love with somebody before you. It's like, yeah, it's best to just forget the past. Yeah, I mean, people can't help who they love. You know, and even if she didn't love these people and having sex with them. That's her. That's her prerogative, man. It's her body. It's her life. (laughs) Jay thought it was a good thing. Sorry that it's so quiet, listeners. And when, when Silent Bob opens his mouth, you got to listen. And that's true, man. You're gonna you're gonna give up the um, this really this woman you think is perfect for you because of her past. Yeah. I think you told me once, uh, "Bird in the hand versus two in the bush," or something or other. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I came up with that. <laughs> And especially if you think your spouse is attractive, chances are other people thought they were attractive. And so it's like, yeah. it, it's what attracted you to them to begin with. Yeah. For, for you to say that the, the physical attraction is not a part of what brings you to a person makes you like, if you say that that's not part of it, you're a fucking liar. And is it so un unbelievable that, somebody else would have wanted to have sex with this woman before you met her like is that so unreal and that she would want to have sex with them like is that i mean is that kind of a god complex if you sit there and try to argue like think like oh 
there's she has never been with anybody before me like i'm the best he it's 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 a god complex and you're really delusional if it's it's a if it's a heterosexual female but in his case he kind of was he kind of made a lot of assumptions because she was a lesbian she had always been a lesbian mm-hmm. and he conquered her and he didn't like the fact that some dudes conquered her in high school so it right. is kind of it's yeah he's he he was happy to know that he was the only man who got to you know like he was really attracted to the thought of like oh she's only been with women so i'll be the first guy but then he learns like oh shit i'm not so i fell in love with this woman under the presumption that she'd never been with any other men and now that i find out that she's been she's done a lot of freaky shit with men and now like it's he did all this to himself like that's why it's all that's why it's selfish because you know she didn't she didn't tell him to fall in love with her and she at no point in time said that i intend on mending this into a relationship you made that assumption you assumed that you would be able to accomplish it so whenever i reject it you got upset but now that i'm back in it you're happy but then you find out that you're not the only one that i've been with and now you're angry at me again so he's um he's sitting at the uh, park and he sees finger cuffs again and he gets mm-hmm. this idea and i mean it 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 capitalizes on the idea that this is not a great movie if you want happily ever after because his solution his the his crisis solution is just so terrible <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not the thing that you would have uh, assumed would have been the uh, the call to action yeah i mean it's like i don't think that the problem is that i haven't had sex with banky you know it's like you guys are friends. They acted yeah. like friends at the beginning. Yeah. He just misreads every situation. <laughs> every single one of them. He is he is so lucky that he has people to tell him what to do because I'm pretty sure he would have no one. I'm going to tell you this once. Shut up. That, oh, that's such a rude thing to say. That his his sex experience is small in comparison. Yeah. I might be that, a few that, seconds ahead of you, but that's okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely fine. Yeah. Like to say... Just, yeah, like, who are you, man? Like, very simple, man. Friends exist. Yeah. And it's okay friends. to have platonic friends. Even if they're male. <laughs> now... Well, he did full on just sexually harass this man. Like, let's just go ahead and put that out there. He assaulted him. That is sexual assault, is it not? He grabbed his face and started making out with him. Yeah, it's just, he's so wrong. And Banky's trying to tell him, no, it's, it's we're friends. Yeah, like, no, 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 we're good, man. It's cool.
so he's going to force his friend into being gay, and he's going to force the girl that he wants to be straight. And maybe have sex with a guy that she doesn't like. like. Yeah. Or, or at least... That's assault, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Touch her boobs. That's assault, brother. And to even suggest that like we have to all have sex with each other. And here's another thing. This solves his issue. Not that it, it creates problems for them. And she just sees it. Like she's like, she's this is so stupid. Yeah. And, and she's she, like, she says out up. loud, like, don't say it. Don't say it. I'm gonna say it anyway, because I'm a selfish asshole. Oh. This movie's painful. <laughs> it, it's painful. It's very painful, but it's so good. It's so unbelievable. I'll be, I'll be on par with you. Like, he's just committing, like, all these microaggressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would all the aggression be gone? He, that is a he's not a therapist and that's the problem is that he's not he's not a psychologist he's not a sexual therapist he's you know he and again like what you said before these are things that are going to fix his problems and and he's only assuming that it's going to fix his problems like he he doesn't know for sure if it will and that's under the assumption that everybody else was really on board with what he was saying if they're Which, not on board and they do it then that's going to create a problem that he's not going to know about. He will most likely never hear about it because they just want to make him happy. So yeah, it's just, it's just going to create more problems that he very clearly doesn't understand our potentials. You know, I need this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh. <laughs> Thank you went along with it. Thank Christ. I don't get it. Oh my God. I thought you'd be into this. <laughs> because he's so, he's he's so, so blind as to why people have unconventional sexual encounters like he he's completely missing that point like i thought you i thought you would want this like why because i've had similar situations like this before not not taking no for an answer here either so no he's like, very he's persistent like rocky too also <laughs> Yeah. And this is what women talk about when they say me too. It's like they they have these weird men come up to him and like propose things to them and they're like what am I just a toy for you? Like Yeah. <laughs> like and, and that's another thing that he learns is that oh wait, she's not living in her past. Maybe she doesn't want that anymore. Like, he just assumes, like, 
this is what she wants. So I'm gonna do it too. So, so if, is there a stage in their relationship that has it's changed to from deterioration to ter- it, probably termination at this point? I mean, at the I have not because usually it's like a slow progression, but this is this is like it crashed into a mountain. It's terminating. They're terminating their relationship right now, and maybe he what he wanted to do is keep the relationship going up. So maybe he was like trying to integrate the friends into the relationship, mm-hmm. and she wasn't seeing it that way. Yeah. So now they got stu- they got stuck between stage three and stage four. <clears throat> now let me ask you this: Is it is it unreasonable for him to ask of these things? Like maybe not so selfishly, not in a way like, "Hey, you know, I need this, and I thought you would be into this." But if he were to say, "Like, look, you know, I don't think this is like this is not something that we have to do. This is something that I feel that we should do." Because I think it'll solve a lot of our problems. Would he be wrong in asking that? I mean, I think it's just his approach. Like he sits them both down and he pulls up the chair and he says, I want to have this threesome where it's like, just they, they really need to just talk to each other. Right. Like that, that's not screaming at each other in the hockey parking lot. You know, they've had all these conversations with other people listening and that's unhealthy too. Right. How embarrassing. Uh, mm. man it's sad yeah i'm getting teary-eyed <laughs> and i shouldn't be because he's like he's such an idiot in this he oh is <laughs> she just slapped him in the face <laughs> yeah i mean he deserved every bit of that slap yeah every bit of it because he's implying that he can just tout her around and use her for her for his for his uh, mental health improvement. Oy. Oy vey. <laughs> that TV, that TV right there probably weighs more than that table and the island and the fridge mixed together. Yeah, they're. I hate their apartment. I mean, it's big and awesome, but the way they decorated it is not very feng shui. Yeah, even at the time, this is like the front door is right next to the dining room table. Uh, you blew it, Holden. You blew it. That's your. Th- this movie was that relationship right there. Yep. Was him trying everything to keep the relationship doing things selfishly and then whenever he finally now this this little comic book right here um the uh that cover art is actually um a tip of the hat to batman a death in the family um it's a comic book story arc where they where dc basically allowed the the fans to call a a toll-free number and uh vote if robin dies or not um mm. very 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 big in the, the the batman ethos so just a little quick tidbit for that um but yeah like this whole movie is about him trying to 
him just being selfish the whole time. And then whenever he finally tries to be unselfish, it's the most selfish thing that he could have ever done. And then also maybe it's just like, you know, for friends, you know, maybe it's just a sign like, hey, we do better when we're apart. Like, you know, they are sometimes it's healthy to realize when a relationship has outgrown you as well, right? Like mm -hmm. a friendship. Yeah. Like, hey, like, you know, I'm not angry at you anymore. It's just like we want different things. You know, we have different priorities. It's we're just not the people we were when we first started all of this. Um, and, and like, there's just, there's people in your life, they come and go, <clears throat> Yeah. you kind of like a, on a, like you're driving a bus and so you'll get, some people will come on for a couple of years and they'll get off, you know? So, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like what this relationship is. Yeah. They were, they were probably getting ready to be done with their relationship. So it's like a slow destruction of the friends and mm -hmm. the, the girlfriend is like a real quick, up and down really quick up escalation and de-escalation yeah it's just crazy how like he he gets a short-term and a long-term relationship crash and burned in the same yeah. night i love that balance yeah me too again just something that uh very well written and just uh a subtlety that probably if you're not if you're not looking for it it probably would Go over your head. See, and and hearing people. So, I, I there's a girl that worked with me at Vintage Stock, and I paid like three hundred dollars. Like it was, you know, comics. New issues of comic books come out every Wednesday, um, and. Like I had just now started like, Hey, I'm going to start collecting comic books starting now. And I spent like $300 on comics. And one of the girls that I worked there, she said, like, how can you spend that much on like just started making fun of like my enthusiasm for, for this particular passion. And like that, that is a noise. Like if you're not going to be here to support me, just fuck off. I'll sit here and laugh at the shit that I enjoy. What's that over there? It's a Vulcan. Oh, what? Oh, this is fucking stupid. Well, I didn't hold a gun to your head. Leave. <laughs> you don't have to fucking stay here. If you're going to laugh at my shit, then get the fuck out. So what are we learning here in this final scene? The, what Kevin Smith would call the denouement? Um, I, I honestly think that it's about realizing that self-reflection is the only answer to to growth and to you know and sometimes you can use those the stories of the past to forge your future and just because you just because you build a relationship with somebody in your own head and have an idea of how it's going to turn out doesn't mean that not only will it not turn out that way but sometimes it's for the better that it doesn't turn out that way like you, you kind of try to force this destiny to happen. And once it does, everything falls apart. But that kind of was the best thing that could have happened to Holden. Like him, him getting kind of a shock to, to how he treats 
people in his relationships is probably healthy for him, even though he doesn't want to admit that. Um, you know, to to lose two of the best relationships he's ever had um, it, on, on the same night, it, I mean, that's got to be uh, th- that's got to be a big mirror being just thrown right in front of your face. Like, look, man, like you are you are more toxic than you you realize. So sometimes to grow, you got to just realize the level of toxic toxicity you bring to people's lives and learn how to remove it and learn how to use that as as good i guess closure ah uh, yes i love the uh non name brand water that you buy at every convention center Best life. Say love you. Yep. You think these two are dating? Or is she your publisher or how's that work? Um, so a lot of times at conventions that I've noticed, um, the most people who are next to celebrities are either like their agents or managers but most of the time their agents or managers are their loved ones so i would not be surprised if they were dating but she was also like her her manager her agent or at least just the person that helped her keep track of her comic book uh convention schedule um so very possible that they're dating so she she might be uh, I mean, her. I'm sure her relationship with Holden uh, probably, if anything, confirmed for her. Like, hey, I don't want to be with men. They're kind of fucking ridiculous. Ah, well, that was a great movie, man. Yeah, um, something you said in that past little soliloquy of yours uh, reminded me of the the death crystals from uh, Rick and Morty, where they mm-hmm. could uh, they could see their future. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that episode. That episode was great. Loved that episode. Uh, One of the better ones this season. Yeah, definitely. Well, all right, man. Let's how how do we wrap it up? All right. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, and end the video on my end. But uh, yeah, a really great movie. I'm glad that we got to that we got to experience that one together because I know that you're a big Kevin Smith fan and I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Um, I think that uh, I think it's a good representation of relationships. And a good representation of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unconventional, unconventional love. Oh, for sure. You you come for the, you come for the Kevin Smith, and you you leave with, like, just relationship like thoughts, and mm-hmm. you know how we approach other people, and how selfish we are, and things like that, and yeah. And then, base, and also just how to treat people. It's like, damn, yeah. people aren't just objects for you to get your sexual fulfillment, you know? Yeah, or, or I mean, you know, even not just on a sexual level, but just like on a on an emotional level. Like they're not there for you to use to progress your emotional development. Like they, they are, they have their own emotional autonomy. They they have their own emotional health that they have to take care of. And you know, if what you want conflicts with what they what you're asking of them then you know you you got to be considerate of that 
Well, I've got to be considerate of my wife downstairs with my uh, little baby. So I got to yeah. be going. Yeah, I got to be considerate of my wife as well. Well, thank you, Jason, so much for uh, the second episode of this watch along. I don't even know what to officially call our episodes. I'm just going to call them cross, call it a crossover episode. I right now that. we'll 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 think of a name yeah yeah well we'll we'll think of a name but uh but right, thank you man. so much for for tag along and i will uh see you next time see you man bye hey everyone sorry to take up your time from listening to me but i wanted to take a quick second to tell you about a cause that i find extremely important and near and dear to my heart and that is the leukemia and lymphoma society they are dedicated to curing leukemia lymphoma and other blood cancers uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is the world's largest voluntary nonprofit health organization dedicated to funding blood cancer research and providing education and patient services. They're an amazing foundation, and while they do not officially sponsor Unreal Talk Show, I feel like if I have a platform, then I should use it for good. So why not spread at least some awareness of this foundation? From a personal experience, I can say that they are a huge savior. When I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, I applied for help and they took care of all my co-pays and the majority of my treatment, which was a huge savior to me. However, towards the end, they had to stop providing assistance because donations were low. Because at the time, people were not donating very much. Now that I am cancer-free, I feel that I should try to increase awareness for this amazing cause. If you're ever feeling generous and feel like giving, please keep Leukemia and Lymphoma Foundations in your list of considerations. They are absolutely amazing. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, Unreal listeners. I think that that is going to wrap everything up for today. A big thank you to the Oops All Topics podcast host, Jason Edgar, for joining us today. I had a ton of fun. I hope Jason did. I hope you guys did too. More importantly, I hope everyone out there had a really great time listening in. If you guys have any suggestions on some movies that you would like us to break down, please, please, please email me at unrealtalkshow at gmail.com. You can DM me at at unrealt. That's for the oops uh, for the Unreal Topics Twitter handle, and if you want to uh, DM Jason Edgar for Oops All Topics, that is going to be at the Jedger, just how it sounds. My name is Aaron Scott Walker from Unreal Talk Show, reminding you to lose your fear and find your voice. Later.